Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode number 75 of the Heal Your Whole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will look at all the various holes in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, comical, sexual, and we give them all a good scene too. Last week I did Hot Flushy Hole with Fiona Barry. She is a guru on everything menopause related and she's also going to come on again to discuss other holes we have. But she combines Eastern medicine with modern medicine and yeah, she's, if you need any tips, definitely have a listen to that. This week, I've, uh, I did a podcast recently with, well, a couple of weeks back now, months maybe, with the lads from Spin 1038. I idolise them. So it's Nathan O'Reilly and Graham O'Toole. They're so funny. They're on Spin 1038, but they also have this podcast called The Little Big Podcast because they kind of look, they look a bit like Laurel and Hardy, the two of them. Um, they're very funny. But yeah, have a listen to this. This is little snippets from, I didn't want it to go wasted. So it's little snippets from my chat with Spin 1038 talking about Moon Boy and talking about my career and just having a laugh. And they also got me to do a quiz. So they tested my knowledge. Got to get it wrong. Sorry, it's called. So you don't have to be knowledgeable at all, which is right up my alley. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, there she is in the back of the car. <laughs> Norma, we can't find our uh, camera, so I, I'd love to turn on. It's somewhere here. Yeah, I'm in the boot. What's going on there? It's quite a setup. You sent me a picture of it yesterday. So how many microphones do you have in there? I can see you. Oh, well, I've shagged all microphones now because I'm just, um, I don't care about the quality of your recordings. We wouldn't want to put you out now. They had to bring a microphone down, so I'm just checking the. Camera. Yeah, no, I do have a, I do have a fancy microphone, but it's, um, I don't have it with me right now. I'm going to turn off my notifications there now that I have you. Are you in the car park of Lidl because your next door neighbour has a lawnmower? Yeah, yeah, the, um, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, trimming and bush trimming going on. Like, there's, <laughs> I was going to just bide my time, but it's, it's the biggest bush I've seen. It's, it's long. Jesus. It's, 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 yeah, thick. it's going to be there. For is the it thick? It's high. It's thick. It's. It's 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 just it's a COVID bush now, but not too dissimilar to to my to my own at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, by the way, to the little big podcast audience. And I'm sorry you can only see me. Nathan, stick your head in there. Hey, Norma. Only, only one camera in here that we have going. We put it through the desk. It's probably good that I can only see one of you, to be honest, because I you're a bit like Laurel and Hardy. I I get your names mixed up. Sorry. Do people get your names mixed up? Because you rhyme. Which one is the one wearing the hat? The, I know that the one that's called Nathan doesn't look like Nathan Carter. Yes, I do not look like Nathan Carter whatsoever. Does Graham look like Nathan Carter? Graham, I, I see. I have to do a, a word connection. Graham's surname is Tool. Yeah. But 
I he's not a tool, and no. I know nothing about his tool. But so <laughs> I'm 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 struggling to be honest. Right. Um, well, look, oh, you I'm can Graham. see what Graham looks like right now. That's well, Graham. A little bit like Nathan Carter. It's a strange a tiny bit. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, look, no, I'll I, take that. I, He's very handsome. I'm not looking the best these days, to be honest. Now with the old lack of haircuts and very pale skin on me. I've put Nathan in as Nathan Lanky O'Reilly on my phone, so that's yeah. I, I can check that. <laughs> no, I am a lanky man. What Lidl are you at right now? I'm at the Glenageary Roundabout. Are oh, you? Near Nathan's That's near my parents. That's near where I uh, grew up, born and raised. I tell you, Glenageary's a rough spot, Norma. Um, well. <laughs> Do you mean which side of the Glenageary roundabout now is a rough spot? Ah, all of them. You know, you hear plenty of gunshots around there. Just say you know me and you'll be okay. Where do Mammy and Daddy live? They live right beside Glenageary Dart Station. <sighs> Affluent area. Ooh, I'm actually moving there um, in a couple of weeks. Are you I'm actually? A, a, yeah, down there by the church, Silchester. Oh my God. Is this the first time you've ever moved with the family to a new house? Um, yeah, yeah, I have three three kids and uh, we've been living in Salinagan for uh, for many years and um, I think they've, they're, they're just all cramped into bunk beds, uh, so enough already. We're moving down to uh, the other side of the roundabout, down near your mama and dede. So we, we do have to talk about where you're actually, why you're in the boot of the car. You literally are in a boot <laughs> of your car in a car park. For acoustics, okay. I presume? So many reasons. Um, basically, I have two teenagers on Zoom calls. They're in first year, so they have two rooms taken up in the house. Um, my husband's in the kitchen on some other call and doing some uh, muscle lifting thing. The little prick is after losing weight during COVID, and I've basically gained the stone that he's lost. Right. So that's I'm not great. It. And then you have your man next door trimming his bush. And then um, there's so many reasons to get into your car. Just I, I basically turned it into my office a year ago because... Um, I, I've been struggling, to be honest, uh, to be have so many people around. You're in the office now, you're in, inside and spin. Yeah. yeah, we've always been working here, even at the beginning of the pandemic. We're deemed essential workers, would you believe? Yeah, but a lot of DJs were shoved in their bedrooms. Yeah, I don't know why they left. They let us keep coming in for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they trusted us to do it from home, even though Nathan did do it from home for a few weeks when he was it, it was your knee I did my knee Norma yeah. I injured it and I had to do it in my living room but it was just kind of weird it wasn't a great atmosphere I do want to say Norma you are the very first actor we've ever had on the podcast oh I hate actors no we want to ask you a lot of questions about the acting world the reason I'm in the boot is because I do a lot of voiceovers as well because you couldn't be relying on the acting alone so I do ads for the government and the supermarkets and all that so I set up my mics in here with the good acoustics <gasps> as you said and I do my podcasts as well but but the, the acting is the acting's grand yeah go on ask me about the acting no no I've got a really quick question about the voiceovers can yeah. you do an ad for us in, that you've recorded and Nathan and I have to try and guess what the product is well I did one yesterday I'll um, do it well, well have we heard it though yes oh Oh, God, I do them every week. God, I'm out there all the time, but I don't use this accent. Like, this isn't going to oh, sell anything. What's really. your voiceover accent? Oh, my voiceover accent. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, oh shit. That's you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a whore for the voiceovers. Go on, yeah, give us one. Talk. Give us one there. We'll try and guess it. Well, she doesn't have a script, well, does she? Ah, well, you know that I, ah, no, well, I did a DID I mean, one there where I just shouted at the microphone about <laughs> a television. Yeah, yeah, six no, days St. Patrick's Day sale. 
Yeah, you're fairly recognisable, all right, to be honest. <laughs> I know, you're very good. Do you get paid in there or do you just have to do them as part of your job? This is work experience. We've been waiting to get paid for the last 10 years. Right, right. I know, right. the voiceovers um, are different. We do get paid for the voiceovers. I never get voiceover work, Norma. They hate my voice. It's very nasally. Well, you could get endorsed for a product because you're known. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the yeah. likes of Simon Delaney and Deirdre Kane and Amy Huberman, them, because their voices are more known. And you might get it, you know, you could you could endorse the product. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll look I'll look into it. But uh yeah, give us <laughs> natural Give us an ad, <laughs> would you? Um yesterday now was one um oh I had to be two characters, so I started out with Oh, biscuits, jeez, I've tried them all from Afrodoodles to Marietta's. And I always come back to the, won't name the product, snack with the luscious chocolate covering the shortcake. And then it goes into, grands know their chocolate. Try brand something. Uh, Terms and conditions apply. Holy moly. I bet it's... Nope. Hey, guys, you can't say... Look, sorry, I'm going to have to beep them I can't say. I can't say. I can't say. Nestle. But do you know what? I've no morals. I'll do anything. I'll do oh, McDonald's. Damn right. I'll do whatever. Get that cash in the bank. Look, Norma, you'd be very impressed. I did a little bit of research before this podcast, okay? And I didn't realize some of the stuff you have been in. Moon Boy. Oh, uh, uh, I'm obsessed with Moon Boy. You were in Moon Boy, Norma. I had Graham here this morning looking at scenes of you in the show. I loved Moon Boy, Norma. You were yeah. Linda. So you were Deidre Kane's sister, was it? Ah, uh, sure, I don't know what I was. I was just a slut, basically. And um, <laughs> I did lovely stuff with Steve Coogan. And I was the godmother to the to the little moon boy fella, David Rawl. And um, yeah, they used to just wheel me out. And actually, I had to um, I had to do a prostitute scene with, you know, Elaine, that you do the, the Friday show. Yeah. Um, Elaine Crowley. Nathan Lanky Riley. Nathan, you know the Friday show you do with Elaine? Elaine Crowley. I also do it, Norma, but yeah. thanks for watching. Her fella, her fella came on and did a... Did a um, he was my either my pimp or my gimp oh. in one of the episodes. <laughs> um, we had a great time. How what? did you get involved in that? Um, you see, I was in the clinic years ago. You're probably too uh, too young to remember that. The clinic was on for seven years and I was the re- crazy receptionist who was a bit suicidal, kind of stalkery. And uh, Chris O'Dowd played the accountant and he was an awful lash, like a, a total moron in it. And he went on then to do the IT crowd. I went on to do uh, work with Spielberg, not. And uh, <laughs> we basically met on that. So when it came to casting it, he kept me in mind and he saw me. And Declan Lowney and himself. Declan Lowney was from Father Ted and they, they shoved me into the role because they knew. I tend to play nuns or prostitutes. Yeah, s- similar enough. <laughs> One of my favourite characters of all time, and I'm not even in Moonboy, but of all time, was Moonboy's friend Porrick. Honest to God, he is such a fantastic character. And I've, I think I've saw, seen him in... Oh, he was in something recently. It was about... This oh what was it? It was really it was the school a, one. The school one about the, the the guy the lad who was gay and the girl who was a lesbian and they stayed with each other yeah. because dating Amber. Fiona dating Amber. Dating Amber. Dating Amber. Fiona O'Shea is brilliant and he was playing the lead and um Ian O'Reilly was 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 one of the lads in the classroom. Ian now O'Reilly. Ian O'Reilly is a good friend of mine. We did the Cripple of Inish Man and the Gaiety two years ago and we sold out, Jesus, thousand, back in the days, like 60 shows, a thousand per show. I was playing the old Biddy and he was playing the funny Barkley. If you want him on the show, I will have him for you in matter of days. Yeah, like on a podcast. How old is he now? Oh, sure. he's He must be 20. Yeah. 
Yeah, in yeah. my head, he's just this young guy that keeps on making funny jokes. But then I saw him in Dating Amber. And I go, oh my God, he's grown up. How long was Moonboy? And then I checked out this morning. Was it 2013? In around that time? I don't look at time anymore. Right, no, okay. No, I've given up on that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I've no idea. Norma, what no was idea. it like being on set at Moonboy? Was everything just shot around where Chris O'Dowd is from? We did the outdoor stuff. You see, it's so expensive to shoot on location down the country. Um, so they did everything in a warehouse in Ardmore. Um, oh. Like they built the, the kitchens or whatever. And then we, they did a few houses down around Glen Row. I think there was uh, maybe, was it Biddy's or Dick and Mary's house from Glen Row was used. And then... They do the outdoor shots down in Boyle. Now, fair play to Chris O'Dowd. He stood his ground and he effed Sky and whoever out of it and demanded that Roscommon got, got, a, got a look in. So we were down in Boyle. Oh, listen, we I think it was after Nama. So we got put up with these castles for that they got for half nothing. It was just, it was such a great time. You had Johnny Vegas on it, Steve Coogan. Oh they God. trailed in all the comedians, Maeve Higgins, um, Sharon Horgan came in and did a bit. They just all, they, they all came in and we were there. I wasn't one of the leads, but I was a regular in most of the episodes. Oh, it was fucking mighty. Was and what just... was it like, Norma, seeing Chris O'Dowd start taking Hollywood by a storm in the film Bridesmaids? Do you just think, holy shit, I know that guy? Ah, yeah, but sure, he still has to shit and pay taxes you know what I mean and I know bloody well that he's a pain in the ass and his wife is a saint and he's got kids so he's up during the night it's just the way it is and he's doing really well in some show I can't remember the name of it now this show that he's the lead in out there at the moment um, he's flying it he's such a good guy he you know remembered me for that uh, we got on so well in the clinic he, he'd be on set right he'd be producing sometimes some years he was directing so he'd be writing producing directing and skiving off at the weekend to New York to shoot this film Saint something with um, oh your man from Lost in Translation and um, Bill Murray uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy and what's your man from Lost in Translation Bill Murray yeah like he'd be popping off to shoot stuff like that um, of a Saturday and Sunday and then back to Boyle to produce direct write just busy people so yeah what's your favourite thing you've ever worked on Sometimes it's not the, the, always the best things. Um, I, I did love, um, I did a lovely one two years ago called Dead Still. And I was doing, it was all period costumes. Myself and Marco Halloran were playing this wacky couple. Um, I don't know if that's coming back. That was uh, that was aired recently. I love Damo and Ivor because they were, um, they, they, it was a small group and um, Andy, God, I forgot his surname. Don't oh my God. Do okay. you ever see Damo and Ivor? Bits. Bits. I wouldn't have watched right, it religiously. Yeah. Um, what else did I enjoy? You were um, in the Colin Farrell film. Was it Iodine or something? Oh, it should have been called Iodine. Um, no, that wasn't great. That was that wasn't great. That didn't <laughs> what, do very well. What was it? Before. Because I saw the poster and Colin Farrell has such long hair. It looks like a very sexy film. Yeah, he had a great time on it. He met the 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 partner of his, or the the mother of his of his child. Oh. Um, and Neil Jordan was directing, and he did a great job. It was so beautiful down there. The film didn't travel. No, what's it didn't it a, travel. What's it about, Norma? A, a mermaid or something. <laughs> That's the problem. You like. sold it to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 I wouldn't be into fiction, you see. So, yeah. So yeah, no, your didn't. career seems very interesting because you have a lot of hands in different pies. You're currently doing a podcast. We will touch on that. But did you always want to be an actor? I did, but I'm quite realistic. Like my mother made me do commerce. So when I came out of school, you know, I always acted. I, I've, I found an essay recently that I wrote when I was seven going, when I grew up, I want to be an actor. And I, I just loved it. But I did love maths and accounting as well. So I did commerce for my mother in um, UCD and had a great time and spent a lot of time in the Drama Society. And then I went on to RADA for three years after the commerce. 
and that was in London. Had a three years brilliant time there as well. And then did a lot of theatre because I didn't even, I had no screen training. And the theatre got, uh, got a few awards through theatre and then kind of moved on to the clinic and other filming jobs. Got the voiceovers going to pay the mortgage and pay for the kids. Um, what you'd call, uh, I have five milking cows on the go at all times. A um, bit like yourselves, you probably have a load on the go as well. You have to Seems like that. Oh, it's stagnant, we're Norma. We're trying to have things on the go, but it's... Uh, Christ, it's tough it's, out there. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there, Norma. Are, are Spin looking after you? Like, is there? Because you're 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 the best thing on the radio. Is are you um, are you being paid accordingly? A lot of money, <laughs> so much so that sometimes I don't even look at my bank account. I don't even have to look at it. He's just is yeah. tapping constantly. Yeah. Nathan asked me this morning, "How much do you get paid with that DID voiceover?" So I don't know. It Does, yeah. doesn't even matter at this stage. Just keep on the money coming into the account. Yeah, I just think you, you make so many people happy. Like, oh, oh, thank you. I will say, I stopped listening for a while when. Um, when the schools shut down and stuff like that you know you're not good enough to get out of bed understandable <laughs> understandable come here we were trying to figure out how we I wouldn't say is it met or just be kind of became friendly with each other was it the time when you were walking with sexy money man Owen McGee and you just started shouting at us going they're the guys off because you walked by our desks was that the first time we met when you were in Marconi house no, I met you lots of times. I stalked you because I'm, I'm too old to kind of, you know, ask for your number. But I was kind of, I had a thing free. And I I've, <laughs> I kind of stalked you around and stared at you down. The, you know the way there's a glass, there's a glass ceiling in that yeah. building. I'd be looking at you down through the glass ceiling <laughs> and peeking around the stairs. Um, I'd be in and out maybe once a week to do voiceovers. And then I'd be in with Mario doing um, talk shows and stuff like that or in with Dermot. Dave and I'd always have a little gook at you um, but probably because you're just you, you, you're just great lads and uh, like, Norma no you, you've got it going on and like I'd be friends with Jane now so obviously I have to pretend I listen to Jane every morning and I give her a good listen on 2FM but like um, I swear to God the kids just adore you and my God if you do this off air or on air but I have to do the gotta get around quiz at some point oh my God um, will you oh, please come on. You on oh Jesus will you come on please I'd love it because I'm very competitive. Do come on next week, Nathan. You've, I was going to say, will we now. just play a game right now? I gotta get it wrong. I have a oh. sheet of questions. Do you want to go and get them? Do you want to do it right now, Norma? Love to, love okay, to. Okay, let me get the okay. sheet. I'll guess. What can I get the bloody music up here? I'll try and get the timer. Well, your going. girlfriend's lovely. Your girlfriend's lovely, Nathan Graham. Nathan Graham, not the one that looks like Nathan Carter. It's Graham. It's Graham. Na- it's not a no, Graham. Small one. Small one. G four. <laughs> small. Small. Tool. Think of small tool. I know, but you can have a big tool. That's the problem. Have you met my girlfriend? No, I heard her on one of your um, podcasts, and I thought, God, she's very patient. I'd say. <laughs> Are you? Sh- Was Claire on the podcast? Your girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, did we ring her? Ah, uh, she's definitely made cameo yeah. appearances. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've rang her a few times. Um, I'm trying to find yeah. the number here. Okay, let's see. Does this work? And are you going to are you going to yeah, have babies works. with her? Uh, that's the plan. Okay. If fingers crossed. And would you not shove one out during COVID? Like, not not yet. Now the plan is well, a few years down the line. Now, Norma, you're convinced, Norma, from listening to your podcast, heal your hull. In the first episode, you said that you believe that there isn't a COVID baby boom that's going to happen. Yeah, people are sick of looking at each other and don't want to ride each other. Yeah, and I do, but I am seeing a lot of babies arriving though. So <laughs> there goes your theory. <laughs> yeah. There, do, there seems to be a lot of people who are happy and have money. So I'm surprised by, like at the start, I was going out licking trolleys nearly trying to, 
end it all. But <laughs> yeah, when I messaged you and I said, would you be around to do the podcast, Norma? You said, all right, uh, I'll jump off the cliff on Thursday, so I'll delay. Just as it's been released. Do you mind, before we get into the gotta get it wrong questions, can I ask where did you meet your husband? Oh, we met in London. I was in that fancy drama school and he was travelling and I met him through a, a guy in my class. And yeah, we've been married 20 years. Um, it, it's tough marriage, to be honest. Um, I, I probably am not the easiest, amant, I amant, the easiest to put up with. But um, no, I, COVID really like, no people should spend that much time together, apart from you and the other one. Yeah, we do spend a lot of time together. Yeah, me, but it's purely and, platonic, yeah. which is unfortunate. So what is the, we're both unmarried, but both in very happy relationships. Hopefully we will get married someday. What's the one bit of advice you would give to us, Norma? Just make the babies now because like I have two teenagers and they think I'm a fossil. So I had twins at 30. Um, Just lash the babies out. You're you're never going to grow up, particularly you, Nathan. Uh, So don't be waiting for that. Um, And don't be waiting for, oh, wait till I have this house or wait till the job improves or whatever. If it's something you want to do, just lash away with it. No, Norma, it is something that I do want to do in the future, but I just don't feel I'm ready yet. Uh, I'm turning 30 this year and just my living situation wouldn't really allow me to have a kid yet. I'm living with two other guys and I I just don't feel mature yet. What do they call the guys? Uh, Sean and Jacob. Yeah. Um, So who's living with cock? No, Sorry, Graham. Cocky. <laughs> Graham's living Coxie. like it's coxy, not cock. Ah, cocky. Oh, <laughs> oh he'll love Sorry. that. Oh, he loves getting shouted out, cocky. Oh, I'm living. I'm living with cocky. We have a big old house full of mailmen. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So Claire is not living with you? No, No. Claire lives up the road from me. Claire lives with her parents up the road. Okay, so do you not think 30 is time to move on from the friends? And they're going to end up with stomach ulcers from takeaways if you... (laughs) (laughs) Well, Claire's in college again, so we're we're planning next year when she's back working and earning. Okay, okay. Just don't be be waiting to grow up, as I said, because... You will never grow like, up. You won't. Like my fella now, he, you know, he can't hide his uh, his behaviour at the moment. So he's constantly on roadblocks watching Star Wars. Um, he's just a big kid. Like, and he's in his 40s. What does it's, he work as? I don't know. <laughs> um, so when you were like shooting films around the country and everything, he would just be left alone with the kids? 
Oh, he loved it. Did See, he? he's better at the parenting stuff. Um, like, I, I'll make sure there's food in the cupboard and I'll, you know, threaten with the wooden spoon. I've never hit the children, but, you know, you have to have it close. And, but he's better at the, um, he's better at the discipline and stuff. And he kind of would run the place more like a soldier. I think the less you see of someone when you are married that long, the better. So, um, and there's no point in two people trying to parent together because you're never going to agree on, on how to do it. Where did yeah. you go on your honeymoon? We got married and we didn't tell anyone for a year and a bit. Um, so we we um, we told my parents a year after we got married. Yeah, we got married in tracksuits and we just went off to Clifton for two nights. So, so you eloped? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's what it's called, is it? Is that, is that what it's called? Why didn't you tell your parents that you got married? Um, because my mother would have wanted um, a big 200, 300 people wedding. I have a load of sisters and they were having all of that. Um, I was on the dole between theatre jobs. Um, we just went, we just worked away, did it ourselves. Um, we got two witnesses off the street um, to, because to, you needed two witnesses. And uh, one of them we half knew and then he was going to bring his friend if we gave him a bottle of brandy. And so the two of them, we, we couldn't find them on the morning. So we arrived late for the for the wedding and Teresa did the wedding and she said look I've only seven minutes left before the next crowd come in and I said can you do it in seven minutes and she did it in seven minutes that is class wow I love that that's great yeah. I love that will we play a game we got to get yeah, it wrong let's play a game alright cool so these are tomorrow morning's questions oh, well by the time this comes out though it will have played alright do, do you need the rules I don't know. Do, do you need the rules I don't know. No, I don't. I but think this it, is a dream come true. Explain the rules just, in just case, for a listener. In case. So, uh, Norma, we're going to put one minute yeah. on the clock. you got to get as many questions wrong as you can. There's no repetition. Your answer must be in relation to the question, and you only got a couple of seconds to answer before the buzzer comes in. I don't know if I can use the buzzer here. Can I? At the same time? Yeah, I can. But the buzzer comes in, and we move on to the next one. Are you ready to go? Yep. Best of luck, Norma. Okay, Norma, one minute on the clock. Here we go. What's in a BLT sandwich? Turkey. How do you spell fire? B-I-T. What street is the spire on? Patrick Street. Who is the CEO of Apple? Mary Murphy. What animal was Uncle Fatty? Giraffe. What rhymes with stinky? Bollocks. Name a Meryl Streep film. Um, mean Girls. What is a latte a type of? Type of food. What is an Americano a type of? It's a type of food. What does IBS stand for? Um, in bollocks situation. Do your best impression of Stephen Kenny. How are you doing, Mike? What was the score in the Ireland-Serbia match last night? 11.59. What noise does a spider make? Yeah. What is a dandelion a type of? Tree. Finish the lyrics. I bet you look good on the... On the front of my t-shirt. What nationality is Cristiano Ronaldo? Spanish. Oh, oh just there. got there. Okay. Norma, how did you find that? Um, I think he is Spanish, isn't he? No, no he's Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh, phew, phew. Um, I, I didn't crap myself. Yeah. So there uh, yeah. was a bit of repetition, wasn't there? There was one repetition. What yeah, did I you said say? food, food twice. twice. Yeah. You did say bollocks twice as well, didn't you? No, she no. said uh, in bollocks situations, that was fine. That's fine. She said bollocks twice, but it was uh, in different contexts. Can I ask Norma, what score would you be happy with? Um, I'd be happy with 10. Well, you should be delighted because you, my friend, got 15! All right, all right. 
Norma! What? I tell you, Norma, recently with that score, you would win the 100 euro and gotta get a wrong board game. Great. Well, I'll be expecting a brown envelope in the box. Do you want, do you want to come on next week? Do it for real. I don't mind. You, you just know me, can't say bollocks on live radio, Norma. It was one other bad word as well, wasn't there? Uh, no. I just said bollocks twice. You, and this is why we love talking to you, wanted to get you on. You don't have a filter, which is fantastic, especially in this day and age. Has it ever got you in trouble? Oh, oh yeah. I was on um, the six o'clock show once and they went to an ad break and they came back and asked me to apologise oh, because someone had rang in because I said fake or something. And I said, well, there probably is no point in me apologising because I can't commit to not saying it again. <laughs> so will we wrap this up or will we continue? And they continued. Was that live uh, you had this conversation? Yeah. Was it Martin King? It was Lucy Kennedy and it was Martin, I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a couple of years I back. I apologise for saying fake. Poor can, old Martin. Can I ask you, Norma, what is the worst audition you've ever been on? God, I mean, there was one in London for a Nike ad. Um, stand there, pretend you're going up an escalator. You see someone going down, you wink at them. So you're standing on the spot doing all this crap. Um, oh, God. I've never done kind of dirty, naughty ones because I don't get those roles, thankfully. Um, I've walked out of auditions. Um, Have you? Yeah. Why? It just, they sent the wrong script. Um, they were acting the maggot. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a low threshold now for so for that kind I, of... I've never auditioned before, and there could be somebody listening that hasn't. Like, the audition process, you go into a room, and there's, like, is there three people behind a table, and then they ask you to break down in tears, and it's just a real sterile atmosphere, is it? Yeah, it's awful. So it's dead now anyway, because everyone tapes, you know, you can't go into rooms anymore. But before that, they'd always started taping. I tend to get work through someone I've worked with before will remind, will, you know, remember, oh, she does a good nun or she's good at playing the old hag or whatever. And they'll get me in. That's the best way to get it, because you will know people on set then. Would you tell your daughters to get into acting or... They have stood at the door and stopped me from going to auditions in the past. They think I am a, so dumb to do a job that someone puts you back on the crap heap every after each job. They're like, why do you go into auditions and let people tell you you're not good enough? And they've done a few auditions and they've got a few parts. Um, but even they're going, now they just go. I said, oh, there's an audition coming up. And they're like, if they want me, they know where to find me. I'm not auditioning, not I, going to the I cattle I remember, march. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton. Have yeah. you? And yeah. if you don't know what it is, Graham, he just like spends an hour speaking to a A-list actor and they just talk through their films. And at the end, uh, the students in the crowd can ask questions. And I remember watching a George Clooney episode and one student put up his hand and he was like you know like how do you deal with the rejection and he said well acting is such a tough industry because the product you are selling is yourself and it's not like you're selling shoes or something so you're not saying oh you don't like this pair well how about this pair it's very personal so when you get rejected from an audition you can really take it home and it costs you every time you do it but he says that is why actors are rewarded so much with either adoration or if it's financial success because it's such a terrifying prospect of telling people that you're going in and you get 
constant rejection. Like, it's tough. Yeah, and to be fair, in this country, actors aren't protected. Equity are trying to push something through at the moment that will make them have just really bad, really bad rights. So um, in this country, it's always a buyout for a couple of hundred quid. So you're never going to reach the George Clooney level here. You just need to get out of here. And also, like my friends did um, a show recently that's doing very well on TV. And part of me could go, oh, Jesus, they never even asked me to audition for it and get paranoid. But then you look closely and you go, right, well, the women are either 60 or 25 in it. And you're just not, you're not, you know, you're not able to deliver the old 60 just yet. So um, you just have to go, you have to just park it and wait for the good ones. But what what I would say to younger actors, never wait for the phone to ring. Um, Just become your own producer. Um, Become your own writer, your own producer, because you'll get such a bigger kick. Like I did my own stand-up show last year because I couldn't, uh, before COVID, because I couldn't bear waiting around for parts. And I just started my own show, sold out venues across Ireland, um, and maybe only 200 seats or 200 something seats but like it was the heal your whole show, uh, show and I just went just do it just just take control be the producer be the writer be the performer be everything um, and you'll learn from it and then when something does come along where you're treated like China and you're dressed in corsets and you're they're feeding you day and night and you know that's then like going to a spa for a day that's not the real work that's the, the pleasure Were you ever tempted to go abroad? Yeah, I I mean, I was in London for a while after I trained there and I did go to LA a couple of times. Uh, I have a manager out there. I have a good agent in the UK. Um, Yeah, they're always looking out for you and there's the odd audition. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, a kid rang me the other day and said, you know, oh, I want to get into acting. She was my friend's daughter. And what's it like to be a successful actor? And I was like, sorry, love, like, but you're no matter what level you're at you're back on the on the on the crap heap every day as you said it's not like um a plumber or you're not like you're selling shoes and you're good at it and you get better and better you know there just might not be a part for Nathan Lanky O'Reilly in the show so he's not going to get seen you know <laughs> you mentioned your heal your whole comedy show was the plan always to bring out a podcast or do you just move the show to a podcast because of the pandemic well, I was, I was in talks with someone in your office there, actually, um, Jennifer Dollard. She's gone to ACAST. Um, I don't know if you know her. Yeah. And um, she was talking to me about it and we planned just maybe six or 12 and there were going to be quite deep ones about me planning my funeral and other things like that. And then just once the pandemic hit, um, I just, I've done a weekly once. I've done 48 or 49 now since last April and I'm churning them out every week. Um, I'm not as good as yourselves. You're so committed. I think you're fantastic. Um, and now I'm considering it turning it into a documentary series. So, um, oh, yes. Yeah. So just me healing the nation's holes. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. So explain what's the premise of the podcast, Heal Your Holes. So do you take a different subject every episode and every week? Yeah. One week is itchy hole, smelly hole, moany hole, um, uh, crack hole. Uh, we did Dustin the turkey, turkey's hole. And he we chats about butchers and where to stick the stuffing. And um, Mario Rosenstock did funny hole. Um, yeah. I did pregnancy hole with Amy Huberman the week before she delivered. Um, so there's there's it's good episodes in there, and then the other weeks it's quite spiritual. Like I did one with a death doula, or um, did one with a yoga teacher. So, but mainly I try to have a bit of crack. Um, it can get serious for a bit, but I have no qualification to heal anyone's hole. But um, I basically, you know, there's a few horny hole, glory hole. <laughs> 
There's a lot of pressure yeah. to continue to have the titles around whole. I'd say <laughs> after about 30, yeah. like, oh, shite, I to keep going whole now for every week. Shite hole. Um, yeah, my favourite one, I think, well, pain in the hole was my kids telling me 20 ways that I'm a pain in the hole. That went well. And our soul of nowhere was a fella from home, but no one could understand him. He was, oh, what a legend. Uh, real oil boy. And... Uh, <laughs> But hor- horny hole, horny hole. What was that about? That's with the I did sex, sex worker. Last week with yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did that with a sex worker. But didn't Brilliant you say premise. the name came from a former rugby player? Oh yeah, I did Celebrity Ireland's Fittest Family, and we won ten grand for ARC cancer support. But my coach was Dunica O'Callaghan, and in the first moment of it, I fell off a ship container, smashed my coccyx on the ground, and he shouted, "Get up off your hole, and get on with it!" and then uh, like a while after that someone came to me going will you do a show for charity I said I can't do a show for charity and I said you know what I'm going to do Heal Your Hole because you know I was inspired by Donica saying get up off your hole get on with it good theory What is Ireland's Fittest Family like? It's just a fucking mad show and what's it like to be honest yeah. is it as intense as it looks? Well the celebrity one was very intense because we did three rounds in one day so we started with all these sandbags and ship containers then we did hanging over the Liffey was the next round and then the final round of the day was that insane trial of up the black ramp and pulling uh, we're pulling fire engines and or was it a Land Rover I can't remember Um, so I couldn't physically move for about two weeks after I had to be rolled out of the bed the next morning when the muscles completely clamped up because there's insane shit you do when you're hanging over the Liffey like I went into I went into a a deep space of you know I only did two and a half minutes but that um, I pretended I was uh, Chris Martin singing um, a Coldplay song to, to Crow Park and if I didn't get to verse four I was a failure um, you must be fairly fit, so. I, I was, I was. Do you know that kind of gnarly fit where I was kind of yoga and swimming, and that actually worked for me because I was able to get me gnarly, me gnarly fingers around the the the, the pole above the, mm. the Liffey, and then we had my niece who she was like a cheese string. She's about six six foot, and she'd grown really really quickly, so we could drag her up like a like a cheese grater um, up all the the and they. My cousin, who was on the team, he was an Iron Man, so he basically carried the three of us around. And we beat Keith Walsh, who's a DJ on Two yeah. FM. Yeah, who are you against? For, yeah, Keith Walsh was, against uh, you. What, yeah. o- what other celebrities did it? Um, there was two lads from X Factor, the Price Brothers, I think, and um, Connor and something. Yeah, Connor and oh, Sean Price from Waterford. Are they from Waterford? Yeah, yeah. Mayor Wexford. And they're. Their mom had got their mom had got a ship container into the back garden, so they could they were like Spiderman. They could walk up the containers, so they were shocked when they got kicked out. Keith had his uh, fitness uh, documentaries and endorsed protein bars, and yeah. so we beat Brian Redmond was an easy beat. We beat him in the first round. Um, Dance yeah. with the stars, Brian Redmond. Is that him? Yeah, yeah. Norma, I think you could have a guest on your podcast. The man opposite me, Mr. Graham O'Toole currently is wearing sweatpants because he has the biggest boil oh no, don't tell her no i have to say though you have the biggest boil around your groin and i wonder like could we dedicate an episode to heal, <laughs> no no we don't heal need to, the spots no we don't need to dedicate anything at all to the spots um norma we, we, we do i do need to talk to you though a little bit you've um are you still getting the verrucas uh don't get the verrucas anymore thankfully but I do Good. have a spot in my pubic area. It's horrible. It's my pubic he keeps area. showing me as well, Norma. So I can't wear pussy? jeans. Sorry. Is it pussy? Sorry? Is it, pussy? It, it, it was pussy this morning. So when I got Did into the shower, I, 
it's more of a boil it's underneath the skin and it's like oh. a volcano and then there was no head on it and I was thinking Jesus they won't get any head on this one and then this morning when I woke up I was in the shower I go okay it's starting to ooze a little bit now but it's so weird I always would get them in around that area and just I'll be completely open here I don't shave down there I, 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 I trim with the scissors I trim with the scissors because I know people said you'll get ingrown hairs by yeah. shaving so I do trim with the scissors but I still manage to get massive spots it's down bizarre. there it's bizarre it's so fucking sore it's unfair would apple cider vinegar um, that's burn, good for, burn that's, that's good for the verrucas I try the but apple cider I, I, I wouldn't put no because Jesus Christ the apple cider vinegar I don't know if you ever use it on you don't get verrucas do you no I think if you have the virus you just get for, you're a person who gets verrucas or you don't and uh, I tried the apple cider vinegar and Jesus Christ it would because it's like acid and it would burn the skin all around so I'd have these holes in my hole in your foot and <laughs> and it would it would just be this little cave and then I'd have to put more apple cider vinegar on top of it to try and kill the root of it ah. but because the skin was eaten away it was basically putting it on raw skin so that's fine on the heel of my uh, heel of my foot not around my pubic area please no. And what about CBD oil? You were having a bit of that barky oh, stuff. Yeah, oh, I tell Christ, you, Norma. he was as high as a kite, Norma. I was very chilled after it. You, you, I heard that episode where you were, you were, you were off your tits. Oh, he was oh, crazy. Honestly. Different person. He was gurning. Different. He was chewing his lips at me, and it made me uncomfortable, Norma. I was worried for you, Nathan, because he was going on about, oh man, like, can you see, when you see things in your brain, can we, how do you see that, man? Yeah. Well, let oh, me ask Beavis you, how do you see things in your brain? Oh. Think back to when you were on the set of Moonboy. You're thinking about it, you can see it. Where is that image coming from? That you, are, you did freak me out with that one. I don't know. Yeah. Has anybody know. come up to the car and knocked on the window and said, why is there a woman talking for an hour in the boot of a car outside Little Glenagiri? I was recording one episode outside Woody's and a fella came up and peed on the wheel and my back window <laughs> was black, he couldn't see in, so I could see his mickey while he was peeing against the wheel, oh, but I kept down. Jesus. Well, Norma, look, thank you so much for doing this. Can you plug your podcast? Because we want anyone that uh, yeah. listens to this... You gotta support, you gotta support our Norma. friend Norma. She is honestly yeah. the best, and also. And by the way, that some of the episodes are are are, are shite, like so. The, but there'll be something in there for you. Control oh, through. Yeah, tr- don't tell us that. Every episode of ours is yeah. shite. It's shite. We never make the charts, Norma. No. At least you have. Oh, I hear you. You have bloody A-list celebs on your podcast. Oh, there's, a, there's an Alsatian behind you, Norma. Someone's walking in Alsatian. And Norma, what is your Instagram handle for people to follow you and creep on you? Norma Shane Actor. So Shane is a weird spelling, S-H-E-A-H-A-N. And yeah, I do put up uh, hideous stuff on that if you want to have a giggle every now and again. I don't follow you. Oh, you got to follow Norma. She's the best. Uh, Norma, Norma. congratulations on your house move. I hope it's not too stressful, but it's a lovely area you're going into. No, I don't get stressed about things. I I might try the CBD oil, but I don't know if I need it. Oh no, it tastes awful. Um, don't yeah, get but the women are used to tasting awful things. <laughs> oh, Don't get the rapeseed oil flavour anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Norma, I've thoroughly enjoyed Thanks, this. Dad. Thank you so much for doing it. We love you. Thank we you think very you're much, the Norma. Best. We can't wait to see you And back I'm going to get Porrick from Moonboy on. Just uh, send me a message about him. I'll get you on. Will do. Thank you, Norma. Bye. Bye-bye. See you, Norma. Um, okay. Norma, thanks end meeting. so much. Oh, bye, bye, Norma. Thanks. End meeting. She's <laughs> <laughs> no, gone. Wonderful. Oh, Norma, what Wonderful. a lady. They're gas, aren't they? So listen to all their other episodes. They have 200 episodes out at the moment. 
more than 200 actually and they're just funny and everything and they're on spin one of three eight so yeah if you enjoyed the podcast tell your friends if you didn't you can shut your hole as usual and i'll talk to you next week here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>